Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, it's Steve Rosenblum. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. And Mike Esposito. There was only one night game a year. On the 4th of July, the whole sky would brighten up with fireworks, giving us just enough light for a game. We played our best then, because I guess we all felt like the big leaguers under the lights of some great stadium. On 670 The Score, and always live on the free Odyssey app. America! Well, happy 4th of July to you. Welcome in to The Score. Steve Rosenblum and Mike Esposito. Not Mully and Haw. Close, but not not quite. Sitting in for Mully and Haw. We're here. We're here from 7 o'clock till 11. We are broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios. Brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. We have a listener line. We have a number. You can listen. You can call. You can text. 312-644-6767. Busey Bank score hotline, building business, growing wealth since 1968. 1868. 1868. Even longer. Busey Bank score hotline, building business, growing wealth since 1868. That is the scores listener line. We have a jam-packed show today for the 4th of July. Explosive. Boom. I gotcha. Fireworks all over the place. Look at you go. At 8 o'clock, Bruce Levine. Score baseball guru will be here to talk Sox and Cubs. At 9 o'clock, Ben Pope of the Chicago Sun-Times will be here to talk about Connor Bedard. So, yes, we'll have the Pope talking about hockey Jesus. And at 10, at 10 o'clock, my friend Bobby Pastrami will be here. You might know him as Bob Schwartz. You might know him as the guy who wrote the book, Never Put Ketchup on a Hot Dog. He's also the guy heading up the Hot Dog Hall of Fame. That's, that is a thing. They've I'm sure inducted it is. many, many hot dog joints in Chicago. I love and, hot dog um, And Bob does it on behalf of Vienna Hot Dogs. And at 1040, Mark Grody, we will do transition. And Mark Grody will take you up to the Cubs game today. And let me note that 
Today, the Cubs continue their series against the Brewers. Pre-game begins at 2.35 with first pitch at 3.10 on the score and the Xfinity Cubs radio network. Also, did you know you can hear Cubs games on your smart speaker? Just tell your device to play 670 the score. I do that all the time. It's delightful. There you go. And you're right here. So the Cubs. <laughs> Tough one yesterday. Okay. So the Cubs choked a 6 nothing lead against the evil dreaded Brewers, an alleged rival, even though they have more fans in the stands for Brewers home games. In Milwaukee, yes. Than the Brewers uh-huh. do. So we're dealing with that. They, they have a six. And Drew Smiley couldn't get four innings. He has trouble going four innings these days. He gave up three runs. He walked three guys and thought he pitched okay. Really? No. You know, you need a monitor. You need a mirror. You need a monitor. You need some kind of pitching DVD, Drew. We, we commented during his last start in the Philly series. I happened to be working in the booth that day. Pat was off. Uh, I was doing pre and post. Zach and Coomer doing the game. And Smiley uh, had a, a, a rough start, and he threw, I want to say 88 pitches. Don't quote me on that. It was close to 90. In the near-perfect game earlier this season, you remember that one when Jan Gomes uh, collided with him and kind of ruined his perfect game that he had going? Boom. Yes. He, only threw, he only threw 86 pitches in that game in its entirety. And then in the game last week against Philly, he threw the same amount of pitches in three and two-thirds innings of work. And yesterday, he threw 73 pitches in three and two-thirds innings of work. <laughs> okay, so no, not just to clarify, not a good thing. The Cubs were up 6 nothing. In what David Ross had indicated was, yeah, we've kind of earmarked this. It's a must-win series. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't say must-win. And apparently, it turned out to be a must-choke series. Cough, cough, choke, choke. The big market franchise is a joke. So here's here's something that kind of puts some perspective on it. Okay. The Brewers have two. This is from ESPN Stats Info. They tweeted this out. The Brewers have two wins against the Cubs when trailing by six runs over the last five seasons. So twice mm-hmm. the Cubs have blown leads of at least six runs mm-hmm. to the Brewers. Against every other team and every other game and oh every boy. other situation, the Brewers are 0-75. <laughs> this is what the Cubs do and what's supposed to be a rivalry. So the Cubs are now 38-45. and 45. They've lost three straight, seven of their last eight. They won the game in London. Can we send them back there? They're seven games out behind the Brewers and Reds. The Reds how do the Reds get these good guys to come up and play? And the Brewers... They just keep being better than the Cubs. I, I will say this. The old uh, Jared Young call-up has, has looked pretty good. I mean, he was 0 for 4 yesterday, but I, I have... Not an Ellie Dela Cruz. He's not Ellie Dela Cruz. No, that's true. And and Matt Mervis, I'm sure he's working hard, did not work out in his first go-around. We'll see how that works uh, the next time he comes up. But no, it's it, it's actually the, this Cubs team has seesawed up and down all season. They start hot, then they go very cold, then they get hot again. And unfortunately for them, the timing of London was they were hot, their hottest of the season, right before they go there. They won the first game. They had the lead with Stroman on the bump uh, in the second game in that London series. Did not win it. And they've won only once since uh, they came back. So maybe we blame, blame England. Maybe it's England's yeah. fault. Can we send them back? Do they yes. want them back? The Brits can the can the Brits 
take them back and they have it. Okay. I mean, it's just so the Cubs walked nine Brewers. Are we going to still blame Wilson Contreras for that? Is this still Wilson Contreras's fault? Because because that seems to be the whisper. That was the handy thing when your pitching sucked. Oh Wilson, oh Wilson, Wilson. We don't. They don't like throwing to him. They they don't like throwing to him. Well, guess what? This is from Miles Michaelis, former Cubs legend. Yeah, <laughs> right, Miles Michaelis. <laughs> uh huh. Now pitching for the Cardinals. He was not whispering yesterday. He was saying this out loud. Never again. I'm never calling pitches again. Let Willie do it. So here's what happens. Michaelis is calling his own pitch uh-huh. in the first inning. Pitch com. Yep. He allowed two runs, and he said, no, I'm not doing this. Turned the call over to Wilson Contreras, the guy who can't call pitches, apparently. Mm-hmm. And he retired 16 of the next 16 batters. That helps. That was Miles Michaelis, and mm-hmm. that's Wilson Contreras. But the Cubs need to be, you know, Let's blame him still. That's a good thing. By the way, because we have to bring this up, Drew Smiley is, he's a placeholder. He's, he's, he just fills a slot. He's the village people. I don't know that he would ever, if he was ever going to be a playoff starter, you, you'd have to expand the playoffs to 24 teams. It would have to, right? Isn't that what? That's where the Cubs would have to go. So anyways, the Cubs have Stroman going today, right? The Blisters all better. No, it's Kyle Hendricks, oh, Hendricks today. That's and right. Wade Miley today. Yeah. Okay. I bring up Strowman because we're talking about the greatest trade benefit, traded value, the trade chip, Strowman for the Cubs, and Giolito for the Sox. Giolito's pitching today. Mm. Giolito is pitching today, correct. And he doesn't want to leave. Tells Daryl Von Scowen in the Sun-Time, I don't want to leave. My initial reaction to the that. The White Sox suck. They're in Why? fourth place. Uh-huh. The, the Twins have actually reached the nirvana of 500. Something the White Sox are 12 games away from. And now six games and and three other teams out of first place. Giolito doesn't want to leave. Giolito doesn't want to leave. He says, look, these were loyal to me. I was the worst pitcher in 2018. And he was. We have a commercial to back it up. And then he became... Top 11 in Cy Young for three straight seasons. He didn't suck, didn't suck, didn't suck. And he becomes, and he's going to be a free agent. He's going to be out of a contract, right? And he's been he's been their best starter this year, right? I don't think that's close. He's not. He's better than Lance Lynn. Dylan Cease, I don't know what the heck's happened to him. It's not Dylan Cease anymore. Nope. And Lance, okay, Clevenger, so you got Lance, no. Lance Lynn and Jamison Tyon. Who brings less in a trade? And let's compare and contrast <laughs> Giolito and Stroman. Who brings more in a trade? Giolito? I would think Giolito. He's younger. Younger? You don't have to pay. I mean, you're if you're strictly have- a rental, if you're strictly trying to win this year's World Series, I would think Giolito would be more valuable. No knock on Stroman. He's been amazing this year, but... I would think that you would want G- the younger Giolito. Would the Sox trade whoa, him for a rental whoa. price? Why not? You know. Yeah, we would lose that. Whoa, 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 whoa. We would lose that. And would you, if you're Rick Hahn, and by the way, how does Rick Hahn still have a job? We'll get to that in a minute. But if you were, if you were Rick Hahn, let's say you were Rick Hahn, let's say you were a capable general manager instead of Rick Hahn. And let's say you were sitting there with that guy. Would you 
pay him the money that you know you're going to have to pay in free agency. Maybe they're talking. We don't know. There's been no indication they are, but maybe they are. If you are, if you are planning on keeping him, paying him. Look, that's a prime window. He's 27 years old, and he's a regularly. He's somewhere. He's going to show up and get Cy Young votes. And would you dare trade him? Would you trade him for rental, for rental price? And do the Aroldis Chapman thing like the Yankees did with him, and then we'll sign him back after the season? They could try. Isn't he going to get a huge contract, though? Which which immediately eliminates the White Sox? Well, the White Sox have historically not paid pitchers, right? And then you still have the fact that they're one of three teams that has never crossed the $100 million mark on a player contract. Probably joining the Oakland A's, who don't exist, Oakland. the Kansas City Royals, the only team below them in the division. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Cubs paid $68 million for Jamison Tyon and ruined him. How's that pitch lab thing working for Jamison Tyon? The vaunted Cubs pitch Not so lab. great. The stat that gets me, and I, I was uh, scrolling Twitter, as I am wont to do during Cubs for, baseball for the now. other day. How yeah. quaint. For now. How quaint. Uh, the Cubs are 36-32 and 32 when Tyon does not pitch. So... We've established a pattern initially. And they are 2-12 and 12 when he does pitch. So even in Just the games... clarify, not a good thing, Espo. No. Even in the games when he gets the no decision, they lose. 2-12. and 12. <laughs> So his stink is all your, over the bullpen as well. Your big free agent pitching signee, who was great in New York with the Yankees last year, has not uh, done... Very well this year, and your bullpen sucks too. If you're the Cubs, which is which is very uncharacteristic. Most bullpens do suck at some point in in the season. Actually, at several points in any season, no matter how good you are, it's rare that you get the uh, let's see, localized at the Cots and Polite kind of year, right? And they still had to go through three closers to get to Bobby Jenks. That's right. So your bullpens always suck. It's a matter of how you you turn it over. Jed Hoyer bullpens, Cub bullpens, Jed Hoyer, Theo Epstein. What is Jed Hoyer one without Theo Epstein? 312-644-6767. So those bullpens don't always suck as much as they have now. So you you have a guy like Tyone, and you have a bunch of people walking, and Drew Smiley is chipping in with walks, and where are you? What are you going to do? And why do, why does it seem worse? Why do the White Sox seem worse? I tell you what, I was actually listening the Bernstein and Holmes show the other day on Friday, leading yeah. into the Oakland series, and Dan was saying how he was expecting a sweep and they had to sweep, and and Lawrence is just laughing at him like it's the Sox. Are you are you not watching this team in Oakland too? And then they lost the first game, and then did you happen to watch the second game Saturday of the of the White Sox? That was the game where Tim Anderson hit a grand slam that was initially ruled a grand slam, but then it was reviewed because it was foul, and it was foul. So they take that off the board, and they lose the game in extras. Mm-hmm. So Dan promised the show a steak dinner if the Sox lost the series. Steak dinner, so, boom. Steak dinner, boom. So Gene and George. <laughs> Gene and George. I could not stop laughing. Every time I was watching, as I'm watching the Sox, in the back of my head, I'm thinking of this whole conversation that I heard on Friday uh-huh. afternoon. Because it was classic. It's like, have you not watched the Sox? Of course they're going to lose the series. And sure enough, 
They just didn't get swept. So, so it only cost them Starbucks, as I understand it, not Gene and Giorgetti's. But it correct. But it was so. It was just. And and if Clint Frazier doesn't track that down, by the way, Clint Frazier was sent back to former Cub, former Cub, and Clint Frazier and Nick Madrigal, and now he's hurt. Former Sox. Former Sox. You know what? He's such an idiot on the bases. You you. It, it's a perfect example of you can't take you. You can take the player out of the Sox uniform, but you can't take the Sox out of the player. He's just dumb on a basis for the Cubs the way all Sox runners are. It's it's remarkable how much has and, – and the reason to pick on Rick Hahn and the reason to wonder why he's in this job is this. He put this team – this is his roster. These are his players. This is his manager. This is his training staff. And now you still have all these soft tissue injuries, guys who may or may not be – stretching, working out the way they should. His manager has proven to be ineffective. That's to be charitable, a fraud at worst. Remember that thing about I'm 710. I don't know how we're going to do this year. 710. Kick your butt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really? Half the time his team looks disinterested. They're still stupid on the bases. They're bad defensively. They almost to a man have no discipline. Louis Louis Roberts, the only guy with some discipline at the plate. Otherwise, forget it. And they're they're losing a division where they have more talent. Seemingly, they more are talent. the most talented team in that division. I don't think anyone questions that. So why we talked about Giolito, and why would you let Rick Hahn be a seller? Why would you let him trade and make this look what he gave you? This disaster. His judgment of a manager who's ineffective. He's an empty. He's an empty uniform. And the same problems exist, and they've existed for a long time. Mm-hmm. This, why would he have a chance to do this again? You have to be well. You have to. We know the chairman's <clears throat> very loyal, and we know he's given to dumb decisions. See Tony Larusa for details. Mm-hmm. Force him down, and do you realize that Rick Hahn's last choice of a manager is a guy who couldn't stop his team from cheating. A.J. Hinch was supposed to be his guy. Now managing in Detroit. And they're they're slightly better than the White Sox. Well, we had we had Ken Rosenthal on Inside the Clubhouse. Baseball, speaking of Bruce as baseball Bigfoot, Ken Rosenthal yeah. also baseball Bigfoot. We had him on Inside the Clubhouse on Saturday. And Caesar, if you can uh, pull the cut at some point from Ken Rosenthal, I asked him about White Sox changes because... In my head, exactly what you're saying. If you're going to tear this down, are you going to let the same guys rebuild it, right? And that was the thought that crossed my mind as we had Ken Rosenthal on on Inside the Clubhouse on Saturday. And I know Caesar's looking for the soundbite. I apologize, Caesar, for springing that on you 10 seconds ago. But here's what it sounded like. Bruce, I kind of would endorse that if they went about it that way, even including Cease, because it hasn't worked. And last year, everyone was saying, not everyone, but people around the team, some were saying, well, LaRusa is holding us back, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I thought that was reasonable. And it turned out that if LaRusa was a problem, and I think it's fair to say he was, he certainly wasn't the only problem. So they've gone about it for a few years now with this group and it hasn't clicked so if i were them at the deadline i think i would be aggressive the problem
So that was him talking about the teardown. Here is him talking about, do you let the same guys do it? Do you see the White Sox organizationally making big moves? Tough question, because based on performance, you would think the answer is yes. But Jerry Reinsdorf, one of his great qualities is his loyalty. And I know some people would say, well, it's not such a great quality when you're keeping people who aren't doing their jobs as well as they could be. But if you worked for the guy, you'd want loyalty. So because of that, I don't know if he will make a change in the front office with Rakan, Ken Williams, whoever it might be. It's difficult to say. And I will say what you said, Mike, there is accurate in my view. When they made these trades, the sale trade, the Quintana trade, everyone thought they were getting the right guy. And they did get the right guy. But sometimes it just doesn't work. Players don't always develop the way you anticipate. All kinds of things happen. And this is why they're where they are. Ken Rosenthal, The Athletic and Fox Sports, Fox Baseball. He was on Inside the Clubhouse with Mike Esposito, my co-host, and Bruce Levine. Bruce Levine will be here at 8 o'clock. We'll talk baseball with him. So we're questioning whether the White Sox are going to, how can you let Rick Hahn, if, if you determine they're sellers, how can you let the guy who created this disaster start selling it off and creating another disaster? That's what you're headed for. The Cubs, meanwhile, we asked this question for years. Can David Ross manage? We didn't know. He didn't really have much of a roster to manage. This one was supposed to be better. He managed himself into a loss yesterday, and immediately Twitter was screaming for Joe Girardi. They wanted, they really? wanted David Ross. Bring me the head of David Ross. Wow. And replace it with Joe Girardi, which is never going to happen. Anyways, I want to, inv- I, I'm all for second guessing. I just love that. Let's yes, pile you do. on. However, let's take a look at David Ross's decision. Let me attempt to defend. Let's examine what he was thinking and what the Cubs were facing. And we'll do that after this. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mike Esposito. We're in for Mully and Ha. Our phone number is 312-644-6767. That's our listener line. Sponsored by Busey Bank. Busey Bank score hotline, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It's the Steve Rosenblum and Mike Esposito 4th of July extravaganza on 670 The Score. Really? We have an extravaganza. Did you know that? I I had no idea. Thanks, Russ. Thanks, Russ. Cesar Perez producing this extravaganza. Yes, sir. We're in for Molly and Ha. Molly and Ha! I'm sorry. Do they have an extravaganza? Yep, they are an extravaganza. <laughs> 5.30 to 10 every day, Monday through Friday. They are taking time off today. Happy 4th of July to you. And our thoughts go out. We we Look, I don't know how to say this. I don't know how to address this. It's a very difficult thing. Last year, I worked the 4th of July. Got off the air and got a bunch of panic test texts from my daughter about Highland Park. And it, it is just, it was stunning. Today's the one-year anniversary of that. They will not have a parade. They will have a walk. They will have, they will commemorate the moment the shooting started. They will remember the seven people who were assassinated. 
I don't know how to say I it's really hard to say happy fourth of July under those circumstances when that's so close to um the woman I love works with the granddaughter of one of the people assassinated in in that shooting. And it's just really hard to say happy fourth of July. I teared up reading the Tribune story. Mm-hmm. Reliving it, catching up with certain people. And one of them was Highland Park Mayor Nancy Rotering, who said she was, I think it was in a school, and a six-year-old, seven-year-old came up to her and said, will we ever have a normal 4th of July? What do you say? It's tough. I, I was actually at the Arlington Heights Parade last year. I imagine it's very similar to the Highland Park Parade. It's very small town feel, right? You close off some of the main drags in Arlington Heights and parade with all the different organizations. It's super fun. People camp out. You throw your blankets down the night before, right? Save your spot. And we were at that, wife and I with kids and families and, you know, all the people that, you know, a lot of our friends that live in town there. And we, we started getting it on Twitter of course, because I'm a degenerate, as as we were just talking about, I'm scrolling Twitter there, you know, periodically during mm. the parade, and you start to see what's happening in Highland Park. And at, after that, you go home. They canceled our uh, Frontier Days is the festival they have in Arlington Heights because at that point, I think they were canceling those all across the area. And you're right, it does put a, I mean, you celebrate Independence Day, certainly the 4th of July, and, and people having fun and everything, but the remembering what happened certainly can cast a big cloud over any 4th of July celebration. It provides perspective, yeah. and that's good, and, and it makes it more somber, and that's probably good if it leads to introspection, if it leads to an evaluation of, of what our freedom is and what it becomes that's probably good. There's nothing wrong with thinking about stuff. I just didn't know how to address it. We just did. I did not want to let it go without mentioning it. And so to my thoughts are with the people in Highland Park enduring whatever they're remembering and how they choose to remember it. And everybody else, enjoy your day off. If it serves as a chance at reflection, good. If it serves as a chance to be with your family and friends and have a good time. You deserve that, too. I guarantee you deserve that, too. Yep. Okay, so let's meet up on David Ross. No, let's not. But we're, we're back. <laughs> not I'm back Steve to baseball. Rosenblum. Bam. He's, he's Mike Esposito. <laughs> we're in for Molly and Ha. So yesterday was the day, one of the days. We, we keep asking the question, can David Ross manage? We don't know because he's had crappy rosters because of the small market Cubs have decided not to do anything. And when when they trade their Cy Young guy and they just quit on their fans and they trade everybody you ever loved and, and rooted for and they get a handful of magic beans, and where where are they? They're not acting like a big market team. So we really don't know about Ross. But some people knew yesterday when Jemai Jones came to the plate, right? Cubs had a 6 nothing lead. Suddenly the Brewers are down just 6-3 and the bases are loaded and here's this guy you've never heard of. Mm-hmm. And he steps to the plate. Bases loaded, two outs. This Brewers pinch hitter. So originally, Craig Council, the manager 
of the Brewers called on Jesse Winker to pitch him. And Julian Merriweather was in the game, right-handed, yep. against left-handed hitting Jesse Winker. And then David Ross counters by going with lefty Anthony Kay, and then Council goes to Jones, right? That's, that's, yep. the way, that's the way you play that chess game. So, Jemai Jones is in such cub match, such cubness, delivers a bases-clearing triple over the head of the free agent the Cubs proudly signed for $17.5 million. Mm -hmm. And the Brewers tie the game. So one of the questions was, where's Mark Leiter Jr.? Why isn't this guy in the game? He got in the game. He got in the game, and he gave up the winning run. The guy he we didn't pitch to, the guy pitching ahead of him that everybody didn't want to see is suddenly, okay, now he's giving up the tying run. But here's the thing with Jemai Jones. Do you know his story? No. I've never, I literally, it's exactly as you said, I've never heard of him before. Okay. You need to know his story. I have no idea what David Ross was thinking or what he knows of this, but I if he knew any part of it, it influenced what he did. He was on the Brewers Sunday. That was his first day as a Brewer. You know why he was on the Brewers Sunday? No. Brian Anderson was on paternity leave. Oh. So Brian Anderson was committing parenthood, and here's we got to sign this guy. Jones had been and made his major league debut in 2020. He was a, with Baltimore, played 26 games. He missed most of 22 after undergoing Tommy John surgery. He was not a pitcher. No, he's not. He's not. He a pitcher. still had Tommy John surgery last season. He was he was in Sugarland, Texas, playing for the AAA Oklahoma City Dodgers, and he had an out in his contract after Baltimore let him go. The Dodgers signed him. He got an out, and we've seen this with some players around here. You know. Play me or I'm leaving. He mm-hmm. had an opt-out. And he opted out. I, you're not playing me. I don't know. I, I don't want to be here. So the Dodgers said, yeah, you're a free agent. The Brewers said, we'll take you. Jemai Jones became, according to Optostat, the only MLB player, only, I use the word only, in modern era. So I assume that's from 1900 on. Yes, we're not talking the days of the 1884 nope. red legs. He's the only MLB player in the modern era to hit a game-tying three-run double or triple in his first plate appearance with a team. This guy hadn't seen Major League pitching for two years. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you David Ross knew that part of it. I don't know what else he knows. But I know he knew this guy. Who is this guy? Where has he been? Well, he's bounced around. He kept getting released. Now, we've seen, and whatever he was hitting, whatever his OPS was, it was really good in in AAA, but they had experience with Matt Mervis being really good in AAA and then sucking at the major league level. So as much as I like firing people at times when a manager, like you could fire Pedro Grafol now, you wouldn't lose anything. You do like that. You could just leave the empty uniform there and it would manage just as well as Pedro Grafol <laughs> because they still suck on the bases. They're bad defensively. They got little discipline at the plate. 
Really? I mean, what what are you at a loss for if you lose Pedro Grifol? But I'm not firing David Ross over this. I would have done the same thing. If my guy can't get out a major league, I can't get out a pinch hitter who hasn't seen major league pitching in two years is coming off Tommy John surgery, then we are screwed altogether. If Mark Leiter Jr. is the only guy who can get this guy out who's coming off Tommy John surgery, then we suck and Jed Hoyer should be fired and David Ross. We have no idea if he can manage. I can't blame David Ross for this. No, I I completely agree with you. And the funny thing is, is that Leiter Jr. was a non-roster invitee to spring training. So they didn't I forgot pl- about that. They did not plan on him being no. in the bullpen this year. He, he just, was jenxing he, it. He, he was just, Bobby jenxing it. He just was. Um, the bullpen has been up and down. I mean, we've seen good Alzali. We've seen bad. We've seen good Assad. We've seen bad. Fulmer has been good lately. Was really bad early in the season. In fact, he was responsible for a few of those blown losses uh, early on, Anthony mm-hmm. Kay, they just got. He was the guy who pitched to Jones yesterday. Lighter, we've talked about. Merriweather, bad, then good, bad yesterday. Rucker, I mean, you're 100%. I've just gone down their entire bullpen. That's that's what they are. Oops, babe. Yep. That's it. All right, we're going to take a break. we come back. The Bulls made another signing. Bulls. Bulls. We'll talk about that. I, I, well, we'll tell you they did something, and part of it's good, it seems like. We'll run it down after this. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mike Esposito. We're in for Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Well, I think, again, we're going to look at this free agency. We, we have a lot of free agents, um, and we're going to address shooting, address the lead position, and... Uh, uh, you know, this is the time to to talk about it, and we have group next week. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna address it, and once the free agency starts, I'm sure there's information is gonna come out, and we'll see what we have. But there's a lot of work to do. You know, we have to get better, and we're gonna address that. I love the doors. L.A. woman. I, I don't understand the music under Arturus Carnishimus. Did I miss something, Caesar Perez? You you programming master after you have us, me and Espo here in for Molinaw, doing an extravaganza. Did I miss something? I mean, it's great music. L.A. woman is wonderful music. Just got into town about an hour Just ago. a cool sound bed, I think. But I could I be just wrong. know that about you, actually. Do I do know that about you, Steve, so I want to play something you liked. It's good. We're going to be talking about an L.A. man later on. Bulls segue there. We got, we got the Bulls gossip is much more interesting than the Bulls actual moves. <laughs> so the Bulls gossip is going to be better than the Bulls news, but we're giving you the Bulls news. While you were sleeping or something that would make you go to sleep, the Bulls have agreed to a deal with Tory Craig. Who's Tory Craig? No. Did you know? He was one of the few reliable depth pieces for the Phoenix Suns last year, friends and neighbors. 6'7", forward, 221 pounds. He has played with Denver, Phoenix, Milwaukee, and Indiana. As you said, he played for the Suns last season, started 60 of the 79 games he played. Last season, he averaged 7.5 points per game. That's a career high. 
He did shoot 40% from three. Again, a career high. He averaged five rebounds per game, 5.4 rebounds per game, a career high, and he played 24.7 minutes per game, a career high. He's 32. He's a guy who, and I didn't know this until today, he played overseas, got a two-way contract with Denver in 17, worked his way to a guaranteed deal in 18, and then you mentioned the stop. So he's one of those guys that didn't get drafted, played overseas, worked his way back to the league. So a, a success story in the NBA, but that's why he's as old as he is. Right? And he might be a late bloomer, yeah. and that would be good. He is a good defender. So he fits the profile when you heard Arturis Karnishovas, or Karnishovas, how do you say it? I believe it's Karnishevis, but I could be wrong, and I probably am wrong. All right, you got a coin flip there. So, AK <laughs> had talked about changing the shot profile, but maintaining the defense that was much better the second half of the year. It was top five in the NBA. The shooting, the offense of that team was pathetic that he built. The, the fact that the Bulls recognized it, and more importantly, and finally did something about it besides praying that Lonzo Ball would return. Mm-hmm. See, that's, that's part of what's going on here that's really aggravating. AK created this team. And he made, as it turned out, the team he put together made Lonzo Ball Michael Jordan. Nothing survives without him. Mm-hmm. They are a horrible team without Lonzo Ball. They need Lonzo. They need They're a, not a Lonzo. I, I he admitted that. he wasn't going to be here. And then we're we're talking about the big three. Now, the big three is usually reserved for, I don't know, like what Miami had, right? Mm-hmm. Right? They had a big three. They won titles. The Bulls' big three is a, is a fraud. It's not, it shouldn't, they shouldn't even be allowed to use that phrase. Because guess what? How about the three alphas? Is that open for you? Remember that one? No, can't use that. You can't, these are three guys that should be reduced to to two. You got to trade DeRozan or Levine. One of those guys has to go. They re-signed Vooch because they just, they, because AK made such a horrible trade and he thinks it worked out well for them, which makes you immediately question his sanity and his credibility. But understand that the big three could not make a three in the last eight minutes against Miami in the biggest game of the year. We're still waiting for Zach Levine, $215 million, to hit a three when it matters against the Heat. DeRozan made a basket, but of course it was the customary two. And Vooch, who came here as a big man who could shoot threes, sucked shooting threes. He got worse. Mm-hmm. None of them could hit a three. None of the big three could hit a three. We can't call them that. You know who could hit a three? Tory Craig. Well, Kobe White hit it. So now what do you They re-signed do? Kobe. Right. And they, re- and they signed Javon Carter. So yep. I'll give him credit for this. They're addressing, they're finally admitting, yeah, we suck shooting threes. They haven't addressed that why Billy Donovan sucks when he has to coach the game in front of him. But at least they addressed 
the fact that they couldn't shoot threes in a three-point shooting league. That's a good start. And maintaining, I, I think it was excellent if, if these guys can play fine, that your depth is such that you have you have guys who can make threes and defend. That That's the mm-hmm. profile they're, they're going for, the, the three and D, whatever the position is. And that would be that would be great. But as was pointed out by um, Elias Schuster, a writer at Bleacher Nation, he's writing about the Bulls. And I think this is where we are. This this is this sums up at least some of my I don't want to say confusion, but sort of the fog and the frustration mm-hmm. and wanting to think there's hope, but thinking it's hopeless ultimately based on what I've seen. If past is prologue, it is. Anyways, Elias Schuster had tweeted out back when Twitter was working. Two things can be true. One, Tory Craig and Javon Carter are both smart signings that fill areas of need. Two, the Bulls have had an underwhelming offseason that appears to be doubling down on a nucleus that has limited potential. I think that's really well said. Mm -hmm. Well, that's it. And that was AK's reputation, if you recall, when he came in, is that Coming from Denver, they held guys. They valued continuity. Now Denver, of course, just won the title, so and, you and can it argue. Took a while. Look, that was, it that did was take seven a while. years. Jordan took seven years. Mario Lemieux took seven years. So, the, and, and and I am all for that. My problem with that, with this group, is that you know, I mean, I and I love Demar Derozan, but he's an old guy, right? He's not. Is he? Is he winning a he's, title? Is He's really good. He's a wonderful leader. Absolutely. He's a wonderful uh, 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 someone to look up to. He's a good locker room presence. He's really good on the floor. He's professional. He's he's down to earth. He's he's everything except he's got a he doesn't have to be old. He's got an old school game. Mm-hmm. Shooting twos in a three point league is not going to do it for you. We've seen it. As good as he is at that, as clutch as he is at that, it's a dumb way to go. The the way this Bulls team can be better depends on Zach Levine. When he was really slow out of the gate last year, they were bad. As he improved, they improved. They 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 worked their way into that play-in game that you were talking about that they were leading. For all the Miami Heat stuff you're hearing, and you know, uh, Damian Lillard's going to go there, or there wants culture. to go there. Heat culture, all, all of the stuff we've heard about, you know, Jimmy Buckets. And listen, they played awesome in the playoffs. They obviously made a great run. But the Bulls should have beaten them in that game. They were winning that game with what uh, what was the time left in the fourth quarter, and they choked it away. Eight minutes in the to play go in, in game. the game, yes. and none of the big three could hit a three. None of the Bulls' big three could hit a three. They just, that's, why would you think that's going to change? If your last best information is that, that fits, that tracks. A 408 texter suggests we call them the medium three. Medium, there's not even medium. Uh, Dodger I- Boy checks in. Uh, 312-644-6767 is our... It's our listener line, presented by Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Dodger Boy Holy crap, that stuff I had last night must have been fantastic if it's Saturday already. I thought it was only Tuesday. Bring on the suckage. Yeah, well, we're talking about the bull, the Bulls and they can't hit threes. 
We will. And speaking of suckage, it continues. By the way, that's the Bulls news. Mm-hmm. We have Bulls gossip that is worth talking about. We'll do that next hour. I also have a couple games we're gonna. I'm gonna play with Espo, and it'll be fun. One is make believe, and one is a trivia based game. So okay. We'll play games. I'm excited Espo. about that. And next hour we will begin with baseball. Bruce, the baseball guru, Bruce Levine will be here. We'll talk about the Cubs, and I think. Bruce probably could have gotten Jemai Jones out. <laughs> I think he could have. He, he's guy got... who hasn't faced major league pitching in two years, and people are screaming for David Ross's head, and they walk nine guys. Throw strikes. You suck. It's not David Ross's fault. And guess what? You can stop blaming Wilson Contreras for that as well. We'll talk to Bruce about that. And Lucas Giolito. He doesn't want to leave. Whoa, he's hurt. whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Lucas. He won't have a theme song if he goes somewhere else, folks. No, he won't. They won't be able to play the the boss gags, tickle the ivory. We'll talk to Bruce about all that. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's my guest, Bazito. We're in for Mullion Hawk, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 